1: irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
2: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and
4: polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible
0: manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order.
4: That's quince.com slash upgrade.
3: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media.
2: As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there. And welcome to the first episode of Data Bank Brawl. This is coming to you from myself, Joseph Scrimshaw, and of course, Ken Nabsock. We are the perpetrators of the Force Center podcast feed. This is a brand new show. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this show, and then Ken and I are going to get into it. So it's called Data Bank Brawl. So uh, we as Star Wars fans, we look for accurate information. And the only source for truly accurate canon information about characters is to go onto StarWars.com and look on their databank, Wookiepedia has become a scum, a hive of scum and villainy. There's lots of there that's uh, questionable. They're trying to keep the canon and the legend separate. Uh, But I wanted to have a place where we could really talk about canon. Like, what do we truly, truly know about these characters? And then, uh, because I am a comedian, then I wanted to do something weird. So we are going to learn about these characters why we love them, and then we're going to make them fight. We're going to see which one of these characters would win in a brawl. So it all makes sense right there in the title. Uh, I am thrilled to be having this first episode of Data Bank Brawl with Mr. Ken Knapsack.
4: Hey, it's so glad to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, My words are jumbled because I don't think I can explain to you. um, I've I've understood the concept of the show because we (laughs) exchanged emails on it. I love the name. um, And I was like, cool, this will be fun. And I'm sitting here. And I'm actually giddy as a (laughs) schoolboy, excited, because I, from this point on, folks, don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. We haven't discussed anything other than you – Want to record this show today? Okay, good. Yeah,
2: it's called Data Bank Problem. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so Whatever that I'm, is. As
4: a Star Wars fan and a fan of you and your uh, your brand of humor and approach looking at things, I'm excited. And I hope you out there in the audience are excited, Yeah, too. and
2: thank you guys who have been uh, with us on the Force Center podcast feed. And I keep saying, uh,
4: yeah, I'm going to do a show. So uh, here it is.
2: Yeah. And uh, so each episode, we are going to pair up a couple of people. Uh, and I wanted to start with two of the people who get well mistreated uh mis- m- maligned <laughs> by star wars fans so this is going to be a classic knockout drag fight with uh, dengar and lobot <laughs> two of the most vilified characters in all of star wars uh so we're going to start by I-, I wrote down dengar's actual paragraph of information okay. directly from starwars.com databank so it is correct okay and then we'll we'll discuss a little bit about dengar repeat for lobot and then it's time to throw down Time to fight. Okay, so here is what they have to say about Dengar. Crude and slovenly, <laughs> Dengar was nonetheless an effective bounty hunter. While some hunters prided themselves on finesse and style, Dengar preferred firepower and destruction. Despite his scruffy looking and battered exterior, Dengar thought highly of himself, enough to make blunt passes at shapely females that caught his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Despite these obnoxious qualities, Mm. Boba Fett enjoyed working with Dengar and held him in high regard due to his proven track record in Hunting Down Prey. That is the absolute truth of Dengar. And it starts with crude and slovenly, contains the words blunt and obnoxious. So Star Wars lore official Lucasfilm Disney canon is doubling down on treating Dengar poorly.
4: (laughs) Oh man, I'm on Wikipedia myself right now, just looking at the actual shot from the movie, the shot from him in Clone Wars, which is far too hopeful. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you, do
2: you feel like that's fair to Dengar? I mean, it's the truth, so we can't change it. This is
4: gospel, Star Wars gospel. You know, Dengar has been one of the characters that early on. It's one of the first sub sub level subterranean characters as a Star Wars fan you're like oh i know who that is it's dengar um and what i loved again growing up is we didn't know much about dengar he kind of had some beat up stormtrooper looking armor on yeah. some possibly bandages or headgear and and the actor that that played him and i i i could probably look that up right now but i uh it's not in front of me right away but um the actor who played him just it just looks miserable
2: yeah grizzled and yeah grizzled and bummed out and
4: then when you, that's just the image and when you find out the name his name's Dengar you're like <laughs> oh wow so i think that's fair yeah see it, to me it was a shock when i discovered that a
2: lot of people hate on dengar because he's the bounty yeah. hunter and i thought all the bounty hunters were cool and i thought he was right? cooler than like Zuckus, even though Zuckus looked pretty cool uh, absolutely. But then when I grew up and people were like, Dengarth, that idiot. I'm I mean, like, what are you talking uh, about? And then they're like, he's a toilet paper. He's got toilet paper on his face. It's like,
4: easier to cosplay. Toilet paper. Look, I grew up, number one, you're thinking Forlom is Zuckus and Zuckus is Forlom Wrong. or whatever happened yeah. with that character mix up on the cards and the figures. Um, so I, I threw them out of the conversation. <laughs> Bosk, to me, was too, you know, Z or whatever, V, V. Was that that series oh, yeah, growing v, up? yeah, V, yeah. With I don't, the reptilian I don't, invaders. Even to this day, they don't like, uh, you know, animals as human characters. What's that called? An anap- Anthropomorphic. An- an- yeah, yeah. You're smarter than me. I'm a <laughs> no. de- and that's why I'm a Dengar. I'm a simple guy <laughs> who wraps his head in bandages, and so I never got it. IG88 was cool. Boba Fett cool. Dengar cool to me.
2: Yeah, and this is one of those great things of doing uh, Star Wars broadcasting. I I had an episode of I believe it was Jedi Alliance where people were harsh on Dengar, and we got a tweet from a fan. Who's like, Dengar's everything to me. Here's my Dengar tattoo. So I think wow. one of the things I want to explore here in Data Bank Brawl is go deep on these weird characters. That there's somebody out there who knows that character, loves that character, yes, has changed their body to reflect their love. <laughs> Of that character. I mean,
4: I've never done that for Neen-Numb, but I could see
2: that. <laughs> but you'd get a Neen-Numb uh, tattoo. I Somebody's like, if somebody could. like you need to get a tattoo. Y- your mind would drift toward neen Possibly. possibly. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, I'm not surprised by the crude and slovenly. Uh, it, it, like the, the vibe that he's a pretty effective bounty hunter, fair enough. Yeah. Scruffy-looking, battered exterior. That's all good. Uh, that Dengar thought highly of himself, enough to make blunt passes at shapely females that caught his eye. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in that one sentence. (laughs)
4: And so, that's from StarWars.com
2: StarWars.com the, the data, data bank, bank. <laughs> Of who he is So obviously they're, they're Pulling from his various Canon appearances uh, You know uh, He's in yeah. Empire he, he appears toward The end of Aftermath I don't yeah. know what other Off the top of my head I don't know I can't list his other Canon appearances uh, uh, Here
4: I, I can, I can Appearances Star Wars Galactic Defense Star Wars The Clone Wars Bounty Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, Eminence Which are two episodes right. Star Wars 1 Vader He does appear in the comic okay. um, And Showdown on Smuggler's Moon uh, Which is the Marvel Mainline Star Wars he okay. does, does appear there. So it,
2: there must be some instances, and I've seen him in Clone Wars, but he, he's not sticking in my mind. There must be some instances where he makes uh, crude passes or blunt passes. Right. Yeah. So in order yeah. for them to include that prominently is one of his main features is not only are his passes blunt, you know, he, they're not elegant. He just probably comes right out and says it and like, I like you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're also toward shapely females, yeah. a, apparently any species. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Maybe hey. he's in Maz's castle hitting on Maz Kanata. She's been around a while. Yeah. I'm sure he's traveled there. It doesn't say what part of their bodies are shapely. N- <laughs> she no. Has a, no. A shapely head. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Dengar's hitting on Maz Kanata, know. we can imagine. And then uh, finally, despite these obnoxious qualities, Boba Fett enjoyed working with Dengar and held him in high regard. So, so th- there's a little bit of positivity there for yeah, Dengar. If Boba Fett's at the putting end. you
4: over, you're okay as a bounty hunter.
2: Yeah, it seems like maybe what they're saying is other people are like, that guy. That drunken, sloppy idiot, and Boba yeah. Fett's like, nah, nah, he's okay.
4: He gets the job done. <laughs> well, we all kind, of, we all kind of have that friend, and I think <laughs> Boba Fett's like, it's like, no, 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 like when Vader's like, I need some bounty hunters uh, uh, to come over the uh, Executor here. We're gonna. Boba Fett probably showed up with Dengar. And Vader's like, really? He's like, no, man, he's good, man. I vouch for him. It's I know what good. he looks
2: like. I know what he smells like. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Uh yeah and and I do like that he's had canon appearances so we know like the the bandages or whatever kind of headgear that he's wearing is that's that's a part of his day to day that's his wardrobe that's not he didn't just get his head burned Recently,
4: yeah, I'm I'm clicking on the picture they have from the Clone Wars. Um, I don't want to move my computer to mess yeah, up yeah, our, yeah. our wires and stuff. But his armor is a little more ornate; it's got more designs on it. So by the time you see him in Empire, he's been through it. He's but yeah, himself he does. Go. It does have this head headgear thing. It's 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 legit. It's legit. And the character, still, he looks like he has too much hope at that point in the Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, so we talked a little
2: bit about your personal memories of Dengar, which I want to do with yeah. all these characters, is, is talk with people about, like, how, how do you connect with them? What's your relationship with them? But where also do you do you want to see
4: the character pop up more in official canon and kind of how and why? When he popped up in Aftermath, I, I laughed in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his appearances, and he's, he's like, fighting Chewbacca in uh, the Marvel comics. Series. Oh, okay. And he's going toe-to-toe with Chewie. Yeah. Um, but Chewie, you know, Chewie's Chewie, and he's strong, man. You can't fight Wookiee strength. Um, <laughs> it was good, and it was handled well. Um, but, again, it's something that um, – Dengar's one of those characters, and I'm sure uh, anyone of a certain age, it's like, yeah, I know Dengar um, – I, I don't need to see him all the time. Yeah. But the, the run the run in in the it's a in read you know, the the showdown it's three it's a three he's three issues. So wow. we get to spend some time some with Dengar. Some quality time with Dengar. I don't need any spin You don't need a solo Dengar film. I don't need a solo <laughs> Dengar film, comic book, short story, essay. Maybe an essay <laughs> if you want to write an essay, Joseph. But you know what I would like to see him like if they do um if they do the live action live action series 1313 or the video game 1313 ever comes out, which is supposed to be the gritty underworld of Coruscant or something. And Dengar shows up and Dengar, maybe he's a level on the video game where go see Dengar. He's got some information. Yeah. That's where I want yeah. to see the character.
2: Cool. Yeah. It'd be great to just see him in the background uh, hitting on shapely <laughs> aliens <laughs> of all shapes. Hilarious. Our next uh, sad sack of the Star Wars galaxy is, of course, Lobot. And here's what StarWars.com has to say about Lobot. Never far from Baron Administrator Lando Calrissian's side was Lobot, Calrissian's aide in Cloud City's computer liaison officer. Lobot is a human male with a shiny brain-enhancing device wrapped around the back of his skull that allowed him to contact directly with the city's central computer. So not as flavorful. Is dengar no. pretty much in a way it's kind of sad because it's basically saying Lobot is just a smartphone with legs that Lando has with him now I know that he has appeared more in Lando's comics, yes, uh, but none of that is really effect uh reflected in this yeah. database entry it's just he's a he's a walking computer
4: guy, yeah. Yeah, um, and and they flush it out a little bit, and they do it well in the Lando comic. Okay, so what kind of things is, is he doing? Is he, is it all on Cloud City? No, no. The Lando series is uh, they're traveling around, and uh, they end up on a ship that belonged to the Emperor. Yeah, um, so remember that part yeah, of it. So yeah. So Lobot's there, and Lobot is um, he's just got the implants. Okay. Um, and he's he's more of what is interesting because the comic starts and he's talking. And he's normal. Of course, in Empire, you don't hear him talk. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's talking and he's normal. And it's almost, at first, it was too normal for me. And then I figured <laughs> it's out weirding weird- me out. Well, it was weirding me out. Then I realized what they were doing. He's, he is not yet transitioned into the lobotomized character that he is in Empire. Okay. And they explain that and they go through it in this five issue series. And it's actually touching. Okay. So he actually uh, encounters some damage. That makes yeah. this necessary. It's not just like yeah. Lando's like, Hey buddy, do you want to become my walking smartphone? Right. There there's a reason for it and this and they do a great job. And like I said, it it, it, it tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, well I think maybe that data bank could
2: reflect that a little bit of like, you know, a tragic figure mm-hmm. once fully functioning, yep, becomes was his name Lobot? Before he became
4: yes. lobotomized L- yes uh and, and Lando refers to him as low, and they're kind of you know the friends okay. uh, um but yeah, I'm reading some of the stuff on on Wikipedia about uh the character in empire as portrayed by John Hollis was uh the filmmakers decided was a lobotomized character uh, because of his cybernetic implants, but that there uh, there was always a Lando assistant in the script, but at one point it was a tall regal dark skinned woman, and then uh then it became this cyborg, so um uh. <sighs> Yeah, so I'm getting off track here thinking about Lobot. I'm thinking about Lobot. But uh, yeah, check out that comic. You was a Lobot fan.
2: I will. I will. Uh, And I I talk about Sad Lobot a lot because he was the action figure that nobody wanted in the uh, the early 80s. So there were many, many, many Lobots available when there was no other character available on the shelves of toy stores and department stores. So that's part of my relationship with Lobot is just a little bit of bitterness because he was not the action figure that I wanted to see. He he was also a, a fashion victim. Of seventies okay. and eighties, like uh, the original trilogy, we've got some hair that dates yeah. it, uh, but beyond that, a lot of the fashion is like, oh man, that, all of these outfits are so cool, and they could they're timeless. Yeah, not Lobot. No, Lobot is going to junior prom in nineteen seventy
4: eight. Yes. Uh, with Very much so. big
2: poofy uh, cuffs and, and yeah. just the colors too, the sad sort of 70s it, colors of the light gray and the yeah. yellow. And yeah, it just looks like sad Easter he's wearing.
4: And that's why when you get that figure, and you're like, what? <laughs> what is <laughs> what going on? What do on? I have here?
2: <laughs> and I think when the Power of the Force remade uh, mm-hmm. all the figures and made characters that had never been made right. in the late 90s, I, I bought myself a Lobot. Just out of devotion. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Clear him off the shelf a little bit so other people didn't have to be disappointed to, by seeing him. To get some of the new figures in. Like, you know, <laughs> do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go buy some Constable Zubios just to <laughs> get them off the racks. Uh, did... Uh, did he have a, a similar costume in the comic book, or did he have some sharper threads? Um, gosh, you know what? I am trying to remember, and I think they have a picture of it. It's it's a little different, but similar. Okay, so basically, in that in
2: that family. Okay, so yeah. what other relationships do you have with Lobot? Do you do you think he is a sad sack? Is a character, or do you feel like he is a misunderstood character? I
4: think he was such, um, you know it. It was a character that kind of uh, – as a kid, I didn't understand. Is he a robot? I just thought he was a robot. I th- I didn't – cyborg or any of that kind of stuff. I didn't grasp that. Yeah. So growing up um, – but it was like it was a like character I liked. But like um, when you f- – when I first heard you mention the term sad lobots hanging on the figure racks, <laughs> uh, I think if you go to that Jedi Alliance episode, I, I really have a r- honest emotional reaction to it <laughs> because um, that – That made so much sense to me.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think he always made me a little bit sad in the movies because – or in the movie because I thought – I didn't think he was a cyborg. It was clear that he was mostly human. And then he had this Im- implant thing, where clearly, like, Lando punches the buttons on his, right. on his you know, iWatch, uh, which we didn't know at the time that was an Apple Watch. Uh, right. And then his eyes, Lobot's eyes pop did, open. Yeah. So there was something about it where it's like he's clearly connected to this computer thing, and mm-hmm. that's connecting him to the rest of the city. And that should have been cool, but for some reason it just felt sad. I think maybe it's just sort of like he is the fanciest personal assistant. You've ever yeah. seen, and there's something sad about that. That to, in this story of sweeping romance and epics, yeah, you know, like Lando can be like, do, 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 we're low on toner. <laughs> Lobot's eyes pop open, and he has to go get the
4: cyan, yeah. And it, it, look at there, no one on the playground was ever going to take the part of Lobot on. Not no. that you know, like I could sell Bib Fortuna to a friend, like we're gonna hey, recess, we're gonna reenact uh, the job as policy, and we need a Bib Fortuna. Yeah, you you, you're a technical okay. guy, yeah, yeah, but we're gonna reenact Escape from Best Cloud City. No one's being Lobot. Nope, nope, No nope. one's being Lobot. So, by. yeah, so I think there's something that, that is uh, sad
2: about the character, and it sounds like it has been in canon fleshed out that he is indeed a tragic character.
4: Yeah, and that's why it works really well. Yeah. It works really well. Uh, I think you should uh, seek that out. So do you want to see more of Lando in canon? I or, do. Uh,
2: not Lando, Lobot.
4: Yes. Um, it was, again, handled so well with the Marvel series um, that I could see it again, and, and I don't probably going forward it's all all going to be the lobotomized version of this guy. I'm fine with that. And now that I know a little bit more of the story, um I'm good with it. But like if if Rebels shows up, you know, if he shows up because Lando has appeared, but if he ends up, you know, ends up with him cuz it would make sense. I'm trying to think the story. Lobot wasn't something Lando inherited at Cloud City. Yeah. We know that now. Yeah. Um so the fact that Lando's in Rebels, it would make sense that that Lobot character would show up. I just don't know at what point in the storyline on and canon if it would be the lobotomized version. Or not. Yeah, I'm trying and to you, think you don't
2: want to see something that's basically like how Lobot got his groove back, where he gets the. I don't know. No,
4: keep him as is. Now, yeah. look, he shows up. Uh, here's you know, if Lando comes back for eight, which is which is possible, possible, yeah. Um, I would want. Whether or not John Hollis is still alive or not to play this or still capable, I would want Lobot back. Yeah, the real Lobot.
2: Yeah. 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 So do you think this is then in the Star Wars galaxy, is this a unique situation where uh, Lando had a friend, he had a tragic damage that made mm-hmm. him have a computer uh, stable to the back of his head, and that allowed him to communicate? Or does any sort of big facility like Cloud City need a PA who's got their brain wired in to find out when we're low on toner?
4: I I think – and John Hollis did pass away in 2005, so unfortunately we're not going to get the real Lobot back. Um, I will accept a facsimile. Um, You know – I'm trying I'm trying to wrap my head around Lobot and what it what is where, where is his place. No pun intended.
2: In <laughs> insensitive way to describe it. You know, it.
4: I, I just I, I think uh, um I I think Lando needs him, man. That's why I do want to see him back. I think he's key. I think he's key. This is a a working universe that needs these. The low toner, that guy, you need it. Yeah, someone functional universe. Yeah, that's why. Look, I think about it this way: you got the resistance, and the resistance forms up. Uh, Leia gets a resistance going. Yeah, and they got they got Poe Dameron and Jess Pava and Snap Wexley and all these X-wing fighters, Um, and Hello Atzi, uh, Elo Atzi, I should say. Uh, They got. Well, they also have support crew. Yeah. Someone had hey, Do you want to join the resistance? Yeah, good. We need you to clean out these X-wings.
2: One of the other action figures that you can find on shelves right now, I believe is Gus Tours, who mm-hmm. ha- plays that exact role. I don't yeah. know if you were you were thinking of this guy. No, I wasn't. But but, but, it, but it is exactly there. He is he fuels up ships. Yeah, at the resistance. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we got to have that. these non-sexy characters mm-hmm. who take care of Our sexy characters. It's
4: why I treat every person in the service industry that I come across, I try to treat them with as much respect as I can. Absolutely. Because I need you just as much as you need me, the famous podcaster of the world and my 12 (laughs) fans. You know what I mean? Uh, And Lobot's that. Lobot represents that to me in the Star Wars universe.
2: Yeah, and I mean I I keep saying toner because I used to work at a Kinko's. I was an assistant manager for a while there and I wouldn't have minded if I had a computer strapped to my head that told me the docutech is jammed actually and you need to go fix that. That would have helped me out. A lot. Be awesome. Uh, so we've we've examined Dengar, yeah, Lobot. Their truth in canon, yeah. Our personal feelings, and now it is time for them to fight. <laughs> Excellent. I don't have to put in any music. because nope. Ken Napslock did it with his mouth. Right there. Um, that's the first time in history that's been <laughs> said. So as this show goes on, there's going to be more and more insane matchups. Uh, so well, I can't wait. This is. Uh, I, I don't want any competition to be just. For people to say, this is ridiculous, of course so-and-so would win. I want us to see, give it yeah. thought. Is there a world in which mm-hmm. the, the underdog could win? So this is a matchup between Dengar, yeah, a bounty hunter respected by Boba Fett. And possibly only Boba Fett. And possibly only Boba Fett. Hated by many shapely females <laughs> of all different species.
4: <laughs> best and worst thing ever.
2: And we have Lobot. Mm-hmm. Clean, sharp stupidly but well-dressed well-dressed with those poofy (laughs) blouse arms poofy blouse arms and a cell phone from about 1997 wrapped around the back of his head tragically he turns that tragedy into victory and uses it to serve his friend and cloud city they are gonna fight yeah now your gut instinct i assume is that dengar is gonna win that's the easy answer that is the easy answer.
4: Is there is there any context to this battle? Let's give it context. Okay, yeah, the, for the sure. Yeah, I want to play with context. Dengar's stopped by Cloud City on the way, on one of his adventures. He's on a mission. Yeah. And he's going to stop to the Cloud City bar. And he's there. Yeah. And he's had a few pan-galactic gargle blasters, which is from another canon, but another world. <laughs> he's drinking Jawa juice. Jawa juice, um, blue milk, or whatever you want to say. He's had a few too many, and some shapely comely lasses <laughs> on uh, on cloud city are in there and he's harassing them and the local bespin security forces with their little mustaches and blue little hats and everything yep. um, i had two or three of those figures um uh they can't get him out they get yeah cuz dengar he's tough he's So go, scary. going to my old job where i used to work sometimes we'd have to take a drunk person out of red robin and and my initial staff you know they weren't going to respect them listen to them so i had to come down in the suit and then I had to grab him by the neck and pull him, pull him out. So I think that's what's happened here. So He's, you think Lobot could take him? I think Bespin's security forces have said, Lobot, we're having problems with Dengar again.
2: <laughs> and you think that his air of authority could make it so there he sidesteps an actual physical confrontation and it just sort of
4: scares mm-hmm. Dengar into submission. With his authority. Dengar has skills and had skills. And Dengar was probably, as we see from his picture from Clone Wars, probably had, uh, he was a prettier picture and a prettier package at one point. And he <laughs> had some skills. He goes toe-to-toe with Chewbacca after New Hope before Empire. By the time we see him in Empire, he's beat down. He's broken. There's no luster on that armor. That headgear now looks like a bandage. Um, but I still think he's dangerous. Yeah. And I still think he could whip out a gun anytime and he doesn't care. He'll shoot Lobot. And I think Lobot knows that because he's familiar with the universe he's plugged into the computer so i think lobot's going to approach it in a diplomatic tactical fashion um i don't think lobot's going to get his hands dirty he's got enough people to do that for them now i I know i'm cheating a little bit so in a one-on-one fight i think lobot can program himself or has programmed himself he's going to learn some defensive moves he's going to learn some offensive moves yeah look we have seen uh, things
2: fly out of droids mm-hmm. that you would think that droid's not big enough to contain that buzzsaw. Right. That droid can't have all of those things inside itself. Right. Who knows what's in the back of Lobot's head? Right. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you could have a comical little boxing glove back there <laughs> so it looks like he's facing away and it Bang. pops out Bang. and yep. smacks Dengar in the could, face. Could. 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 That's not respectful to the character, but the character does not have a history of being respected. Poor no. Lobot, uh, right. Dengar either. Except so uh, I like, uh, I like, I think this is the right era for the battle. Mm-hmm. That it's maybe uh, pre Empire, the height of Lobot having yeah. Cloud City run like a well oiled machine. It's it's going good. It's going great, but not too great, so the Empire doesn't notice it, and yeah. Lobot's keeping track of all that stuff, making yeah. just the right amount of profit, not too much. Uh but let's say uh, let's say uh Lobot in his past life has maybe offended someone and mm-hmm. Dengar has been hired to take Lobot oh, out. Okay. And is assigned to
4: come there and get Lobot. In that scenario I'm going to go with Dengar. Okay. Because Dengar is cunning enough to he's going to get the surprise and he's got no scruples. He's got no morals. Um, all across the galaxy, when they hashtagged "yes, all aliens and women," they meant Dengar. <laughs> um, and I think Dengar would take the advantage, any advantage he's got. And I think he'd get the jump on Lobot. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna challenge you there. Normally, okay. normally we're kind of sympathetic and we're on the same page. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't see how a blunt, crude, slovenly, dumpy guy wearing mismatched armor sneaks up on anybody. I think you can smell <laughs> Dengar coming. I think you can hear his huge sighs of defeat. (laughs) Uh, And everybody knows, here comes Dengar. (laughs) So I don't think he's going to sneak up on that's Lobot. That's
4: the name of the Netflix Star Wars show I want. Here Comes Dengar. Here Comes Dengar. <laughs> the first comedy sitcom set in the Star Wars universe. Here Comes Dengar. Uh,
2: here we go again. Dengar struggling out of bed and putting on his shin armor. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is <laughs> Dengar. And here comes Dengar. Oh, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. And Brian Cranston is Lobot. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: uh, so I think, uh, I think this is all about location. Yeah. Because I feel like if, uh, Dengar comes to Cloud City, that's Lobot's home turf. Yeah. And I feel like since Lobot can communicate with the entire city, he does have an advantage. He knows yeah. who's landing. Yeah. So even yeah. if Dengar, like, uh, sneaks on, onto Cloud City, not on his own ship, um, I feel like if Lobot Knows that he's coming Mm -hmm. because he's all tied into the city. I bet he's got some booby traps. Oh, yeah. Like, Vader wants uh, Luke to come to the Carbonite Freezing Chamber, and Luke is directed there by doors closing at different times, which one could interpret, one could imagine that that was programmed by Lobot. At some point, yeah. So, you could imagine a world where Dengar comes to Cloud City to murder Lobot. Lobot sees that on his various screens, and he arranges... For Dengar to walk around Cloud City in such a circuitous way that Dengar just accidentally walks out of Cloud City and just goes falling down into space, <laughs> just he
4: ends up in the trash chute. <laughs> yes, and then he rescues Han okay. Solo who Here, survived. I've just, I've yeah, just answered a big gap in canon, new canon. <laughs> hey, Maz, how'd you get Luke's lightsaber? That's another story for another time. Dengar's pushed down the trash <laughs> compactor chute. He ends up. He he's miraculously saved somehow, some way by Ugnot. He owed some that owed some money to him, and he comes out tucked into his armor, which is ill-fitted and loose, is a lightsaber. He doesn't know what to do with it, so he travels to his friend Maz Kanata. (laughs) Says, "I don't know how to do this," and she goes, "I got a I got a box for that." You got a shapely head. I got this. Don't worry, Dengar. Have another drink. Have another drink, all right? I think we solved the story of how Maskinata got Luke's lightsaber. I think
2: we nailed it. Here, we were just setting out to determine who would win in a fight, and we filled in all of this canon.
4: Massive question. So
2: I'm going to go with my final determination that uh, Dengar, great bounty hunter, but he cannot top Lobot on his home turf. I'm going to agree. I think anywhere else, Lobot can send a last missive. (laughs) He can email from his brain, Lando, it's been a good run, buddy, and then he's dead. (laughs) I think Dengar's got him.
4: (laughs) Uh, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Um, And Lobot, for me, he's got crisp lines in his outfit, in his face and head, and in his approach to how he's going to take out Dengar. (laughs) Crisp, sharp lines. That's right. Dengar, you never had a chance. At some point, Dengar, you did. Some point in your past life and career, you had it all together. You got a little bit too much into the of juice. You kept trying to keep up with Boba Fett when you knew you couldn't. Y- yeah, he's not a Boba Fett. You chase those shapely women, and um, <laughs> this is where you're in. You're pushed out. You really City. let yourself go,
2: Dengar. Well, that is the story of two uh, tragic yet heroic and awesome characters in the wide galaxy of star wars and who would win in a fight the answer is to all of the questions of who would win in a fight is us the audience we always win and our characters always lose in some way that has been the first episode of data bank brawl thank you very much ken nabsock and tune in next time for another ridiculous star wars beatdown of knowledge and actual physical beating down